two scared siblings. Ah! Hi. Hello. What up? So we nixed our thing. Yeah, you're not welcome to two scared siblings. No, I mean you're still welcome, just not like in creepy twin unison. No. Turn yeah. it off right now. We got This is our shining. private conversation <laughs> that we've decided Stop to broadcast. Stop eavesdropping, you bunch of creepers. Dropping them eaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I knew a kid who used to say that no. a lot. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Okay, you remember remember a certain friend of mine that used to babysit when we were like 9 or something and her older brother you might, they lived oh, in the... Oh, I babysat them? You did. You babysat her yes. and her older brother. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, we're not going to say the name, obviously. No. But whenever... I, I know. I almost did too. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't think she'd give a fuck. And I don't think her brother would either. But I don't know them anymore. So it's kind of yeah. like, uh, just in case. But like, yeah, no. They used to... Okay. Okay. My friend didn't used to do that. But her older brother used to... I used to accuse him of eavesdropping a lot. Because he did. And... Yeah, he would always say, I ain't dropping no eaves. Like, in a complete, like, Western deadpan, like, uh, you could eat canned spaghetti to the way he said that line. Like, he was it was an interesting. He had kid. some good jokes. Like, yeah. he had some really good ones. And then otherwise, he could be really freaking awkward. I remember just being told by, I think, their own mother mm-hmm. that they were they could be really badly behaved and just to like, yeah. you know, not let them get away with any shit with me. Yeah. And, but when My I was around, was they actually behaved themselves completely. There was actually no problems yeah. whatsoever because they liked me so much. Yeah. I was I'm a wicked sure. cool babysitter. Yeah. I'm not sure what the bad behavior was. Like my friend barely Um, It was did. mostly about the brother. Yeah. Because he was, I don't know if it was hyperactive. He was a little bit older. Or. Um, he, he did have some stuff. Yeah. He had yeah. some stuff going on. Uh, it like, never he was had, a problem around me. He was always, no. like, happy and really amiable, which is why I think their yeah. mother really liked it when I babysat. Oh, probably. And they liked it, like... He he defaced a drawing that I was really proud of, like... But he meant it as a joke, and he apologized later. Yeah. He just... He didn't pick up on social cues. Yeah, that's what it was. Social cues Yeah, he did not issue. pick up on those. Yeah, like... But it, did, it wasn't an issue around me. No, it Because I also don't pick you. up on social cues. Yeah, he... So we just didn't pick up on social cues together. Yeah, 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 that's fair. You had a different, <laughs> you had a different reasoning, but like it, it was, it was similar with him. Um, he also had a huge crush on me, so he probably, he probably like, yeah, I don't know. yeah, he probably didn't want to treat you like shit. No, I think he liked our family. Yeah, he really did, and I don't blame him because his dad's side, the people that they didn't normally stay with, were kind of awful. Like the mom was really great; she was awesome. But like when they went to stay with their dad, like outside of uh, outside the city, like he had a new wife, and it was just ooh. yeah. Like, I, I remember heard weird visiting things. I, I think this woman confided in me a lot for be- me being like fourteen. Well, that wasn't the bad parent. She was the cool one. No, I know, but she confided in me a lot about oh, yeah. how. No, she didn't. They uh, weren't like she didn't. It was nice. She, she spoke yeah, to me and told me everything I needed to know. As yeah. if I were an adult, which is good. Because yeah, that's... she was never condescending to kids. No, ever. I needed to know because yeah. I was babysitting for them. Yeah, you need to know, and you know what? And there like, was kids some... can take more than you think. Well, and, and 14, there was some, yeah. um, there were some like, you know, emotional mm. things going on with yeah. them, and it was good that I knew that because then yep. I could be, you know, uh, responsive to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it is good to know. But yeah, no, she never condescended to me either, and I was like eight. <laughs> yeah no she didn't she Good wasn't condescending at all i think that's yeah, why she's great i loved her her kids despite 
uh, I can't even remember what it was, but despite any of the issues that they might have had, they were actually really good children. They were. And it could have gone the other way if they didn't have a oh, good yeah. parent, right? Yeah, I know. Their other parent was a neglectful, rich asshole, like very much the rich asshole stereotype. Like, yeah, you need one neglectful, good Neglectful, like had a nanny. And, uh, I yeah. Know. His wife oh. hated everyone. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's that's them friends of mine who <laughs> dropped them eaves or didn't, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so I, you're welcome. I guess that serves our personal drama, which was mm. just a story of my childhood. We were just gonna forego personal drama. Yeah, today we were gonna and forego just do it. some like random chats. And but this then, is kind of then conversations occur because but, uh, you say an innocuous word and I have a memory attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta you stop that with any speaking word. those innocuous words. Yeah, I can, yeah. I use the word innocuous a lot on Skype. See, that's another story based on the word innocuous that you used innocuously. Is this all? This is good. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Okay, the microphone. Yeah, just yeah. No, it's fine. Last the time we were recording, you oh, can't tell yeah. because we're so professional. Because <laughs> my editing is so <laughs> smooth. <laughs> I'm like I unplugged the flight. microphone. And we didn't notice for yeah. like 20 minutes. No, I noticed it right away. I, I oh, right, did. when it came out. I noticed when it came out. And it that was when it unplugged. The problem was that it didn't, it lags. Oh, so it, it, so didn't it didn't save, save like 20 minutes worth of editing of what oh. we'd said. So I was dying inside because I was hoping that it would save right when it pulled out. Yeah. But no. Which it would didn't. make sense. Pulling out is never effective, kids. No, it doesn't work. No. Because you'll lose 20 minutes of audio. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. Yeah, yeah. So we have a listener's email yeah. for you today. Um, we decided to read a listener email instead of doing formal personal dramas. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay, this is it. Right. <laughs> I have so much paper. Yeah, we and all I'm do. on this cord. I know. Here, I'll gently still go. There we so go. So scary. There you go. Oh, I know. It's it's a nightmare. It's still in there. It's terrifying. I know. <laughs> I don't want to have to do that I whole thing touch. again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's right here. It's the thingy there that's loose. So I know. Like, just don't touch the thingy. I know, and I I moved it slightly, and yeah. I know. Sometimes. And then sometimes it's, I just back away, and we'll you, you have to love. take care of it. I know. I'm I'm used to this mic. We really need new microphones. Mine is actually like suffering. Like I show pictures of how much it's suffering one of these days. Yeah, this is. It's, it's a detriment for it's sure. It's got some, it, well, it's been through a lot. I've had it for like seven years almost. So. And I don't, your plug is all loose and <laughs> we're in a you closet. Come into my house, if I haven't you driven that things. home enough. Uh, yeah, no, just we're in case in anyone's closet. wondering because we've never actually mentioned it a bajillion times. We're in a closet and it's really mm. tough because <laughs> it's be not super a walk in. <laughs> less tough. If, it's uh, just we a closet. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a walk in closet. No, it's just a closet. <laughs> Yeah. I have put acoustic foam on the walls of... Yeah, it's hey, good times. It's, I get creative. Looks great. We have fun over here. Yeah, so... <laughs> we gotta take email. pictures one day. Yeah. Okay, we and we gotta post <laughs> like them. We're just gonna post them. Yeah, yeah. They'll find it amusing, I think. Um, I, I think so. I do. So... In an ironic, painful way. This is a long email. Yeah. Yeah, we got a long email from a listener, which is nice. Thanks for sending yeah. us content. Like, we approve. You'll know who you are when you're listening to this. I don't know if she wanted me to say her name, so I won't. Yeah. Um, but she lives in England or England. Australia. She lives in Australia oh, now. Okay. Um, but Pretend uh, didn't say that. her story takes place in New Zealand. Yeah. So I will just read it now. Yeah. 
Tell me about the New Zealand story from our Australian listener. Yes. So she said, this happened in New Zealand when I was around eight to nine years old. My brother is two years younger than me, so he must have been around six or seven. Anyway, my family moved into this house in Palmerston in the South Island, which was a small country town. The house we were in was a beautiful house with a lot of cool features, like the giant sunroom at the front of the house with windows all around to let in warmth and light. It had a prolific and flourishing garden. We had plum trees, tomatoes, gooseberries, flowers, and so on. There was a creek down the back with a little bridge over it and lots of trees to climb and play in. Wow. Yeah, it sounds Sounds gorgeous. Sounds like a fairy tale upbringing. Lovely. (laughs) You don't get that in where we are. Alberta. No. (laughs) No, you don't. Trees? What's a flower? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was a creek down the back with a little bridge over it and lots of trees to climb and play in. At one side of the house were some bushy trees that grew in dense clusters. The wax eye birds used to play in them. And she sent a link, and I saw the wax eye birds, and they're like these birds with these cool white rings around their eyes that look kind of waxy. They sound terrifying. Because they're feathers, and they have that texture. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. They aren't scary. I should Google them. I think it's just the the they're like the term that sounds birdie. terrifying like wax eye birds. I was like wait are these real birds or like a weird like knickknack that sounds like murderous grand- birds? Well yeah it does <laughs> and it also sounds like a weird knickknack that your your like grandmother would have on her like her mantle but oh, like yeah. after she's deceased they like move slightly every time. Yeah. That's what they sound like. Yeah. They sound like a creepy knickknack. Anyway yeah, I'm glad they're beautiful birds. Let's <laughs> Let's hear so, more. She says, we had hedgehogs living in the garden too, Aww. and there was a cool little wishing well out the front of the house. What the fuck? Anyway, being two curious siblings that played together a lot, my brother and I used to play outdoors. We loved to explore, and one day we got curious to see what was under the bushy trees at the side of the house. There was a sloping bank at that side, a hill slanting down. Under the trees were many layers of leaves that were kind of slippery to move on, especially because of the slope. We crawled under the trees, and it was fun until we came to the bottom of the hill at the back. There were tiny white wooden crosses with cat names written on them. Yeah. Pet cemetery. (laughs) Is what I thought immediately. Stephen King. Um, Yeah. I remember feeling sad. I'm sad. Uh, She says, I love cats. Cats don't die. No, they don't. Um, This is... Fictional, clearly. Oh, phew. Yeah. <laughs> Cats can't die. <laughs> no, this is true. Yeah. Okay, so... They do die. I'm so sorry, Ren. No, no they don't. No. Okay, let me keep my innocence. Okay. <laughs> it's really just our cats that don't die. And it's, and all the cats I've ever known and loved. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, and my brother and I were a bit spooked and unnerved by them. Yeah. We left them be, but we ended up telling our mom about them, and she told us not to go near them again and comforted us about the cat's passing. Aww. And she spelt mum, M-U-M, because it's yeah. the Australian. Yeah. Anyways. I'm so glad. Yeah, uh, we just we If I could mom. do an Australian accent, I would try, but I can't. I mean, mum would just be like, mum. But that's where things went strange. <laughs> nope, that's as good as oh, oh. I could do. That felt like a punch to the gut, Ooh. and I'm not even Australian. Like that was. That's like... where things went strange. There we go. That's where things went strange. I mean, no. I, yes, that's better than before. Ugh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what it is? Is every time I try to do an Australian accent, it turns out a bit English. Yeah, but I I'm mean, really good at English they are, accents. They can sound similar. It's just it really depends on like the area. Like I've been practicing a variety of different accents, so I kind of know the difference. But I'm not going to do it right now because I'm still really bad at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see. I just threw. I put myself out there. 
Yeah, no, <sighs> that was a mistake. Too bad at Australia <laughs> to do it. No. Um. Okay. My brother and I both began to have the same recurring nightmare slash dream. It was strange because neither of us told the other about it until later, after we both started having it. Hmm. In the dream, we would find ourselves under those same trees, but this time it was damp and foggy and it was nighttime. We would be sliding and falling down the hill, the leaves being crazy slippery. The more you tried to climb back up, the farther you'd slide down and back toward the cat graves. There was an ominous, threatening feeling coming from the darkness in that area right at the back. Something was going to get you when you'd slid all the way down. The mist made it hard to see the way out of the trees, and no matter how hard you tried, you couldn't get back up the hill because of the slippery leaves. Usually, Mm. I'd jolt awake just before the thing in the darkness at the bottom of the slope was about to get me. My brother had started having nightmares and being too scared to sleep in his bedroom. He would sometimes cry out of fear and would come sneak into my bedroom or the hallway, and I would tell him that it's all right and he can stay with me in my room. Or we'd try to play in the hallway and not be seen by our parents. (laughs) One night, I asked him what his nightmare had been about, and he told me the exact same dream as I had been having. We were scared and amazed as we confessed our matching nightmares to each other and wondered over them. I believe we did tell our mother, who thought it was spooky and weird, and she was suspicious about it. Our Mm. mom also told me (laughs) that the cupboard in my brother's bedroom used to freak her out, that it felt like something negative and dark was in there. She has some sensitivity to the paranormal. Yeah, like, cupboards and closets and shit are all, like, liminal spaces to me. Like, they're fucking weird. Yeah. That's where all the shit goes wrong. That's where ghosts try to cut my hair while I'm voice acting. Which is rude. <laughs> yeah. Unless you were actually a trained barber. <laughs> and you died. In that case, it's fine. I'll tip you. <laughs> <laughs> tip them in ghost money. It's a, I was just about to say that in ghost currency. Also invisible. Yeah, um, which is the kind which of is money fine, I have. Because we can tip any <laughs> that's, amount. That's all the money I've got is the ghost kind. Take it all. Yeah. Uh, she has some sensitivity to the paranormal. Yeah. As do me, my brother, and sister. My sister was a baby at this time. Mm. I recall now, many years later, also feeling weird in my brother's bedroom. It looked like a normal, colorful child's room, but it didn't feel like one. It was always oh. freezing cold, and there were always heavy or negative feelings in it, and the feeling of not being alone and of being watched constantly, but something you can't see. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the dreams stopped after we moved out of that house, but my brother and I both had the same nightmare on multiple occasions while we were there. I think it was worse for my brother than it was for me because he used to have his nightmares about something sinister with big black claws trying to grab him from under his bed. He used to run and jump onto his bed and jump off it because of this. I remember seeing him do so. He was terrified of the thing. One of my mum's theories is that whoever lived in the house before us or in the past had perhaps been into occult practices and summoned this entity and that maybe it had something to do with the cluster of cat graves down the side under the bushes. Possible Hmm. animal sacrifices. Hmm. I hope not. That's a bummer. I'll be mad. I don't don't know any occultists who actually do the the animal murdering thing but i know they mm. existed so maybe oh, well, i don't know any personally but i'm sure they are out there i'm sure there's some people who want an excuse to murder so they're gonna say there's a spiritual mystical reason for this and then there are some people that really believe and will actually go out of their way to like yeah hoping that i'm get sure there are people it. in the world that are like this will get their hands on cats like stray cats or dogs and will be yeah. like i'm gonna use this in a evil weird satanic ritual. ritual yeah what did you sit on did you crush my phone no, I was I was looking to make sure I hadn't unplugged the microphone. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm paranoid. Okay, <laughs> it's still in, I promise. <laughs> uh, okay, we will probably never know. I hope those kitties are in a much better place now for sure. Yeah, I hope we so ended- too. 
Oh, I don't know these places. We ended up moving from Palmerston to Dunedin. Dunedin? Or okay. Dunedin. So they, they moved from Palmerston to Dunedin because of better school opportunities and easier, easier access to shopping, groceries, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But my mother told me later that she had heard from friends who talked to the people who moved into that house after us. It was a small town and everyone knew everyone, so word of events spread over time. Anyway, mm. the couple that moved in had a new baby. In the middle of the night, something would undo the latch on the side of the baby's cot or crib <laughs> and slam the side of it down. Whoa. The baby would wake up screaming. No shit. The baby was <laughs> way kid. too little to be able to do this on their own or even reach the latch. And this sometimes happened multiple times a night. Oh, that sounds Poor annoying. Poor baby. <laughs> Jeez, that would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. It happened so often that the couple who lived there apparently got a priest to come in and bless the house and probably evict the unwanted residents that haunted it. Hmm. The couple did eventually end up moving out. I don't know if that house still stands, but if it does, I'd like to go back and visit it. Oh, and something I forgot to mention earlier about this place. In the garden at the front near the wishing well, there was a retaining wall made of stacked stones. One day, my brother and I began removing the stones and digging it out. We got the strange urge to, along with the fascination of what was behind the wall. Mm -hmm. And we found buried in the wall... Old swords. Old, <laughs> old swords. That was a twist I wasn't expecting. Why not I was like, I was like expecting like bones or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, okay. old leather gloves. Ugh. And we would have kept digging, but when we excitedly told our mom what we found in the wall, she made us stop digging it. Maybe it was her swords. She's <sighs> like, you found She's my like, swords no, and gloves? my swords. Fuck. Yeah. Those are secret gloves. Those are mommy's swords. Mommy's <laughs> swords. <laughs> you can't have them. I sometimes wonder if we kept digging, whether we would have found bones or a body. There you go. Yeah. See, that's she's thinking terrifying. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's fair. I have other ghost stories to share. I believe I've always been somewhat sensitive to the paranormal. We did used to live in a beautiful old house before this one, still in Palmerston. It burnt down one night while my mom and dad were out at a restaurant, and me and my brother were being babysat at some friend's house. My mother Shit. was eight months pregnant with my sister at the time. We lost everything, including two of our pets. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm friends with this listener. I believe she's told me about this. Yeah. That's Poo. so upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, house fire. That's brutal. Our grandma was in one, too. A house fire, yeah. Yeah, in like 1940 or something. <laughs> they were way more common than... <laughs> yeah, everything was made of wood, and people used matches and also gasoline in, like, their lamps. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the reason I bring it up is because when I lived there and was about four or five years old, I used to be scared in mine and my brother's shared bedroom at night. Hmm. I used to hide under my covers and especially always cover my ears because I didn't want the spirits to come and whisper into them. <laughs> That's fair, actually. I yeah, cover my ears when I sleep, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying Gosh, to sleep. Spirits. Ugh. Just chatty cats. What if you're like watching a movie and the spirits just like won't shut the fuck up? I'd be so mad. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I hate me? it when that happens. I'd be like, people. just watch the movie. I know as much as you know. <laughs> Gospel uh, spirits. I could sense them in the darkness around me and I was always scared when the lights were off. Ugh. I had nightmares in that house too. Yeah. And that's my ghost story for now. I hope you liked it. I apologize for the length. And even if you don't end up sharing it, I hope you enjoyed hearing about some of my earliest experiences with the paranormal. Well, we did share it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. I didn't read the whole email before we, because I wanted to be surprised. 
Yeah, no, we, yeah. we kind of, we let ourselves be surprised. It's really good. It reads like a storybook. Like, yeah, it's your really life good. is wild. It's super easy to read, too. Yeah, no, it sounds fantastic. Thank you for this, actually. The, we're happy to receive long emails. We're happy oh, yeah. to receive any emails. Yeah. Like... Oh, we get emails, but yeah, it's easier when they have like stories that yeah. can be told. Um, yeah, it's nice to hear personal stuff experiences. that actually happened to you, and yeah, stuff stuff from your life, even if it's short stuff, like just yeah. You know, short send is it still over. good, yeah. Yeah, anything you want, yeah. yeah. Um, she says I have more, but this one stands out the most. Mm, so, so she's got yeah. You're a listening. Lot of you can send more if you want. Yeah, if you can. <laughs> that it's really cool. Actually, it's cool to hear about these things. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know all about like cold, unhappy bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. This one's fine. Yeah. The one we're currently <laughs> this in. This one's cozy. Yeah, this one's not a bad time. It's not, like, haunted. But, like, one of them, like, I feel like I might have mentioned this, but a friend of mine who experiences sleep paralysis used to stay overnight. And uh, in the big bedroom I had back in Cougar Ridge, where we lived before now, um, yeah, he used to get sleep paralysis episodes a lot there. And, like, he'd be paralyzed and, like, rubbing my thumb because it was the only thing he could do. And I thought he was being affectionate. And I was like... But he would reveal to me later, like, no, I was trying to get you to move so that I could move. Oh. And he'd say that there's, like, shit in my room, like, that it had a bad energy. Yeah, I'm not sure is... if you'll remember this, but, like, the exact words he said to me was that something bad was in my room. Which is weird, because, like, nobody died in that house. No, it was, it was built new. It was for built you guys for us. In, no. like, 2003? Well, my explanation for him was, like, oh, that makes sense, because I am very unhappy. And <laughs> apparently, yeah. like, strong emotions can do it. And that's, that's, I think he agreed at the time, yeah. Mm. Like, it's sense. not haunted by anything besides my c- crippling depression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she says, thank you for the horror podcast. I love hearing scary stories, and I love hearing both of your voices. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to hear more good ghost stories and strange phenomena, and that your podcast gets more popular over time. Thank you if you took the time to read this. Take care, and all the best. From blank. Yeah, we, she we literally did not put her name. Oh, in. no. It's a good thing oh, okay. I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, if you do want to be credited, let me know and I'll post it in the description. Yeah. And we can also mention her next, yeah. next episode, yeah, too. Yeah, we mentioned that, too. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. some, people, some people want to send it anonymously and, like, don't want people to know their name and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. some people do want to shout out and that's fine. When we got our Patreon up, like, um... Our one dollar tier will probably be like name shoutouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our podcast is getting more popular. It we is. We're talking actually, about yeah, this. Yeah, we were talking about this. Getting it's getting kind of exciting. Things We've are heating up. We've spread to in a bunch of different countries. Fandom. Yeah. 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 Um, Thailand. Thailand, Spain, Australia. <laughs> we were already in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, it just reminds me of like. And there was this other yeah. place. What was that? Oh, Hungary. No. Hungry? No. Uh, no. It may have been It Hungary. was Ukraine. Ukraine! Yes. That's what I meant. Oh my god, don't get upset. I don't know <laughs> if there is, if that's an actual thing. All I know is that, like, everyone in the UK seems to hate each other. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know about other countries. Do other countries, like, really hate each other, too? Uh, like, some Canada of them... Canada has no rivalries, really, like... I believe that there may be something between, like, Russian and Ukraine. Well, that would make perfect historical sense, though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if Hungary fits into that. Could we all have something all. against Russia? Like, you Russians have something against Russia. Like, <laughs> we all have something against the states. I'm too. not terribly like, upset with Russia. 
Although, I mean, I don't want to go with, uh, Putin, but there. he doesn't reflect Russians. He's just a bad man. It <laughs> just sounds like... Hopefully I won't get, like, poisoned. It just sounds that. like cold Canada over in Europe. Hey, if I get poisoned, you know who did it? Who? <laughs> what? Since I, since I just, like, shit-talked, like, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. 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 I don't think he'll bother no. in this case. No, I'm hoping not. I mean, if that happens, though, y'all know who did this, so, like... There we go. Yeah, Putin. You can't be sneaky with this one. Which opens it up there. for the rest of us. Oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah, no. He's going <laughs> to take the blame for when Andrea does it. <laughs> That's okay, actually. Yes. He, he has a lot of crimes to pay for. I don't, I don't really mind. If, yeah. Okay. I'll just go around framing him a little bit. Speaking of poison, I have a lot of poisonous animals to talk about. Because our theme today is Australia. Yes. I figured since we had our, our Australian listener, and I totally forgot that her story yeah, took place in New Zealand, <laughs> that we would do Australia, and it still kind of counts because she lives in Australia now. It totally counts, and also <laughs> we've got a few listeners in Australia, and I don't know all of them. Just one, so. Yeah, I don't think we have any listeners in New Zealand, so. Mm, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I know anyone who lives in New Zealand. Maybe we can I do, do special. Uh, I do want to do specially, like, like little special episodes for different countries so that we, like, do a case or, yeah. like, what you do, dangerous, dangerous animals like, or dangerous bad environment shit. and stuff. <laughs> Any horror stuff. stories, really. Yeah, I, I, I would like to, like, focus bats. on certain countries. Yeah, no, we should do, like, country themes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, uh, there's so many, like, famous serial killers out of, like, um, the West, right? So many. So there many. Are but we don't lot. get to hear about we the other ones. We could do a shit ton of states ones, and I think, like, a yeah, lot of mine ends. that I've done have taken place in the states. Yeah, because that's what you hear about over here, and that's what you find on the internet yeah. here. Cause, but I'd like to, know, like, explore other countries instead. So. Yeah, because there's probably some really good, like classic like really well covered ghost stories and like murder cases and stuff from other countries that we just don't hear about because we don't live there yeah and that's not what our internet covers because the internet like right now like where i am is super u.s centric like mm-hmm. i'm not even oh, sure yeah. if they know what alberta is which is why i usually feel comfortable saying that we live there yeah <laughs> like, you can't find it i'm not even sure some people in canada know what alberta is like that was the one province our prime minister forgot our to prime list. minister doesn't know yeah, he doesn't know <laughs> Justin Trudeau, he doesn't you know, think that, that we exist. You know that wide, empty space between, like, Where British we get Columbia all our oil? <laughs> yeah, you know that place that's, like, single-handedly funding all... The country? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think it exists. I wish it didn't exist. Or is it just, like, an extension of British Columbia or an extension of Saskatchewan? What, he did? Oh, what does he gosh. think? Oh, gosh. To be fair, the closer you get to British Columbia, the prettier it gets. And the closer you get to Saskatchewan, the worse it gets. So. That's very, very true. Yeah. Sorry, Saskatchewanites, but Sorry, you know Saskatchewan. it's true. You know it's, yeah. No, most most people from Saskatchewan will be the first to tell you that yeah. it's not. They're all just nodding be. right now, like, yeah. They're like, sigh. no, no disagreement <laughs> from us. No, we, we hate it more than you ever could dream. Like, yeah. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. That's how I feel when people, like, bash Calgary. Like, when people from Edmonton bash Calgary, I'm just like, yep, no, that's fair. I mean, Edmonton sucks too, though, so you guys are in this boat with us. But (laughs) but I have nothing good to say about Calgary. Edmonton is awful. And the reason – okay, this isn't the reason, but I found a new reason. And (laughs) it's that uh, they do not get the kind of Chinooks that we get. Yeah, they're so that's not what we get. close we enough get to the mountains. Shot. So when we get like this super warm occasional weather in occasional, Calgary, yeah. they do warm up a little bit, but they get like about half the intensity that we do. So like if it goes from minus ten to like plus fifteen here, Celsius. it'll go to plus yeah, 
it'll go to plus <laughs> seven degrees Celsius there. Yeah. So they get like a little milder Chinook. And who wants a milder Chinook with all that freaking wind? Better get all the warmth too. Yeah. No, I agree. That's right. that's fair. I think you should go also, first. Also, the only thing in Edmonton is a mall. Yeah. Well, that's the only reason I've ever gone there. That's the only reason other than pretty much to everyone visit, goes there. <laughs> other than to visit our cousin. Oh, yeah. No. But, uh, yeah. But she's not even right in Edmonton. <laughs> no, we had a secret cousin I know about. There's my papers. All right. So. Okay. Away from Edmonton and back to Australia. <laughs> so, first I've got some poisonous animals. Um, so, to start off with, the inland taipan. Oxyranus microlepidotus. Or something. <laughs> In case you needed that Latin name. Well, I have a few of the Latin names, so you're welcome. Because that's, I'm not. I want to hear them all, and I want to hear them pronounced correctly in a Latin accent. I mean, I try. I actually do try. I didn't that time, but I usually do. Okay. Promise. I know. Also commonly known as the Western Taipan, the small scaled snake, or the fierce snake, (laughs) is an extremely (laughs) venomous snake of the Taipan, Oxyuranus genus and is endemic to semi-arid regions of Central East Australia. Aboriginal Australians living in those regions named the snake Dandarabilla. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'll never, yeah, I'm going to have to Google that. (laughs) But that's how it's spelled to me, I guess. It was first described to Frederick McCoy in 1879, and then by William John McClee in 1882. But for the next 90 years, it was a mystery species to the scientific community. No more specimens were found, and virtually nothing was added to the knowledge of the species until its rediscovery in 1972. The inland taipan is the most venomous snake in the world. Based on the median lethal dose value in mice, its venom, drop for drop, is by far the most toxic of any snake, much more so than even sea snakes, and it has the most toxic venom of any reptile when tested on human heart cell culture. Unlike most snakes, the inland taipan is a specialist mammal hunter, so its venom is specially adapted to kill warm-blooded species. It is estimated that one bite possesses enough lethality to kill at least 100 fully grown men, and depending on the nature of the bite, it has the potential to kill someone in as little as 30 to 45 minutes if left untreated. It is an extremely fast and agile snake that can strike instantly with extreme accuracy, often striking multiple times in the same attack, and it envenoms in almost every case. Oh, good. So that's something Are you Australia. Ready to Aren't you glad? To Australia yeah, now? no, I want to go. Yeah, this sounds go. this sounds good. But there's I'm more. My bag right there's now. There's more. In there's so much in Australia. Okay, like the things I covered here, are just ones I thought were kind of interesting um, that I could find info on, because you can't cover all of them. No. Like almost every animal there is a bad. Well, that's why I suggested news. it because not only did we get that email, but I was like, it's I a have scary heard place. it's basically <clears throat> a death zone. Yeah, and yet. The people people do live there because I in mean, the cities they are despite, able to control. I think a lot of this like yeah, you know, that's keeping true. those snakes out and and whatever other things. But there are ghosts and secret swords. So if a snake doesn't get yeah. you, a secret sword might. Or a cat grave. Yeah, fuck a cat ghost. You know how? You know if I gotta <laughs> die, it's gonna be by cat ghost anyway. Like I mean, ugh, fine, I'll let them take me out. I think That's those fine. cats were pissed. I think that was the thing in the darkness. That would actually be really interesting. Like, they wanted vengeance on whoever sacrificed them for the occult, so they just, like, took out humans in their dreams. Yeah. That's actually a pretty cool, like, you could put that into, like, an episode of, like, uh, like Goosebumps or something. That yeah. sounds like a kid's horror plot. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So we've got Conus Geographus, popularly called the Geography Cone, or the, ge- or the Geographer Cone, is a species of predatory cone snail 
It lives in reefs of the tropical Indo-Pacific and hunts small fish. Although all cone snails hunt and kill prey using venom, the venom of this species is potent enough to kill humans. Sea Geographus has a broad, thin shell, cylindrically inflated. Geography cones grow to about 4 inches to 6 inches in length, and the size of an adult shell varies between 43 millimeters and 166 millimeters. The ground color of the shell is pink or violaceous white, occasionally reddish. It has a mottled appearance, clouded and coarsely reticulated with chestnut or chocolate, usually forming two very irregular bands. This intricately brown and white pattern is highly prized by shell collectors. So I guess they're out there, like, trying not to die so that they can get pretty shell. Mm. Yeah. That sounds worth it. Geography cones are common. They occur in the Red Sea, in the Indian Ocean off Chagos, Reunion, Madagascar, Mauritius. Mauritius, Mozambique, and Tanzania. And they are indigenous to the reefs of the Indo-Pacific region, except for Hawaii, but <laughs> they are off Australia, the Northern Territory, Queensland, Western Australia. So everyone there, watch out for cones. Sea Geographics <laughs> has the most toxic sting known among conus species, and is responsible for more than 30 human fatalities. Uh, Yoshiba estimated an LD50 of 0.001 to 0.003 milligrams L- per kilogram. That is like, I guess how much venom it takes, like how many milligrams of shit it takes to kill you per kilogram of body weight. Oh, lethal dose. Yeah, fi- lethal like dose. Yeah. Oh, so like the half mm-hmm. lethal dose maybe? Yeah, so like it takes a very small amount to like fuck you but up But it's only kilogram. killed 30 people. Yeah, because uh, most people probably aren't shell collectors i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'd avoid a creepy looking snail in the water i mean i i avoid all things hmm. usually everything me too yeah no, it's how you do it in two cases of x venomation only 0.0002 to 0.0005 milligrams resulted in severe paralysis so you don't even need that much to die you might just be paralyzed other figures estimate ld50 uh, values of 0.012 to 0.03 milligrams per kilogram. These estimates make the geographic cone snail the most venomous animal in the world. So there's a venomous snake. Now we've got the most venomous animal. Snail. Animal. It's a snail. Which is a snail. Snailimal. The venom is a complex mix of hundreds of different toxins that is delivered through toxoglassin radula, a harpoon-like tooth propelled from an extendable proboscis. You have one. Yeah, I, I have many Boss guy. I've seen it poke out <laughs> so many times. The, the way you phrase that makes me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> please, please don't talk about my proboscis. Okay, there is no antivenom for a cone snail sting. Well, shit. And treatment consists of keeping victims alive until the toxins wear off. So, like, your best bet is not there, basically. Uh, just try to try to stay awake. Uh, don't go to the light, I guess. Um, so the box jellyfish, what I like to call, and this is me, many-eyed Joe, because I found out something fun about the box jellyfish, and I'm going to tell you. But I just instantly have that cotton-eyed Joe song in my head. Yep, you're welcome. I was hoping. Thanks. The box jellyfish's nervous system is more developed than that of many other jellyfish. They possess a nerve ring around the base of the bell that coordinates their pulsing movements, a feature found elsewhere only in the crown jellyfish. Whereas some other jellyfish have simple pigment cup ocelli, box jellyfish are unique in the possession of true eyes, complete with retinas, corneas, and lenses. Their eyes are set in clusters called ropalia, located in pockets halfway up the outer flat surfaces of the bell. 
Each contains two rapalial ocelli, I think, with lenses, one directed upwards and the other downwards, and inwards towards the manubrium. This enables the animal to see specific points of light, as opposed to simply distinguishing between light and dark, so it can see more shit than you think. Box jellyfish also have 20 ocelli, simple eyes, that do not form images, but detect light and dark. They therefore have a total of 24 eyes. This is why I'm calling him Many-Eyed Joe. <laughs> Near the Rapalia are statoliths, which detect a gravitational pull and help the animal to orient itself. So you're welcome. That's huh. some, some about the box jellyfish, but there's more. Wearing pantyhose or full-body lycra suits during diving uh, by people of all genders, also under your scuba diving suit, is an effective protection against box jellyfish stings. The pantyhose were formerly thought to work because of the length of the box jellyfish's stingers, which are called nematocysts, but it is now known to be related to the way the stinger cells work. The stinging cells on a box jellyfish's tentacles are not triggered by touch, but are instead triggered by the chemicals found on skin. The chemicals are not present on the hose's outer surface, so the jellyfish's nematocytes do not fire. In Australia, C. fleckery, which I'm guessing is its name, <laughs> has caused at least 64 deaths since the first report in 1883. But even in this species, uh, most encounters appear to result only in mild envenoming. Most recent deaths in Australia have been in children, which is linked to their smaller body mass. Vinegar is sometimes used as treatments by locals in the Philippines, where deaths from this jellyfish are much higher. Hmm. Yep. So watch out. Is that in the Philippine Sea? Because that's like where I went swimming when yeah, I went to Guam. Yeah, no, you were in danger of a six-foot tentacled monster with 24 eyeballs murdering you because your skin is smelly. D what? Well, it's the chemicals on the skin. I'm guessing it's something to do with, like, just human skin oil. Do they actually hunt you? No. 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 They're just... People accidentally kind of swim into them. Well, then it's not <laughs> from skin smell. <laughs> well, it is, though. I mean, that's what, like, triggers their their nematocysts, their stingers, is, oh. like, the, uh, the oh. chemicals present on skin. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's triggered by chemicals found on skin. That's why you can get away with not dying if you wear pantyhose under your scuba gear. <laughs> okay. All right. So stock Seems up right. on pantyhose. Uh, Yellow-bellied sea snake. The yellow-bellied sea snake is one of the most widely distributed snakes in the world. So this guy's everywhere. It is completely pelagic and is often observed on oceanic drift lines using surface currents and storms to move around the ocean. Their distribution appears to be largely determined by favorable water temperatures, oceanic currents, and recent formation of land bridges that have blocked further dispersal. Sea snake venom can cause damage to skeletal muscle with consequent myoglobinuria, neuromuscular paralysis, or direct renal kidney damage. Bite symptoms range from muscle stiffness and drooping eyelids to paralysis and death. The venoms of significant species of sea snake are neutralized with Commonwealth Serum Laboratories Limited of Melbourne, Australia. Sea snake anhydrina scitosa antivenom. So if that preparation is not available, tiger snake <laughs> or polyvalent antivenom should be used. So if you're, I mean, who doesn't walk around with their anhydrina scitosa antivenoms? I have mine right here. And yeah, I'm no, not I'm, even in Australia. I'm about to drink some of mine. Okay. That's good, and hydrina. All right, so there's a little bit more. Yeah, no deaths have been recorded from bites in Australian waters, and uh, the E. 
Schistosa. Yeah, I've been just debating this. Antivenom was tested specifically on <clears throat> on Palamus pleturus, and it effectively neutralized the venom. So if a creepy, oh. like, eel-looking yellow snake bites you, at least know that they've got some ven- anti-venom for it. That's good. So hopefully you don't just go into paralysis and drown. Die. Yeah, yeah, if your eyelids are feeling droopy, watch out. <clears throat> you might out. be sleepy. Yeah, you might not be able to watch if your eyelids are that droopy. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. continue. The Sydney funnel web spider. I had to include a spider. Atrax mm-hmm. robustus is a species of venomous mygalomorph spider native to eastern Australia, usually found within a 100-kilometer, 62-mile radius of Sydney. It is a member of a group of spiders known as Australian funnel-web spiders. Its bite is capable of causing serious illness or death in humans if left untreated. The Sydney funnel-web is medium to large in size, with body length ranging from 1 to 5 centimeters, 0.4 to 2 inches. Both sexes are glossy and darkly colored, ranging from blue-black to brown to black or dark plum colored. Funnel web spider venom contains a compound known as atrachotoxin. Uh, yeah, atrachotoxin or a trace toxin or something. Uh, an ion channel inhibitor, which makes the venom highly toxic for humans and other primates. However, it does not affect the nervous system of other mammals, so it's just us. We're fucked. These spiders typically deliver a full envenomation when they bite, often striking repeatedly due to their defensiveness and large chitinous Ah, <sighs> glycerol fangs. There has been no reported case of severe envenoming by female funnel web spiders, which is consistent with the finding that the venom of female specimen- specimens is less potent than the venom of their male counterparts. In the case of severe envenomation, the time to onset of symptoms is less than one hour, with a study about funnel web spider bites finding a median time of 28 minutes. This same study revealed that children are at a particular risk of severe funnel web envenoming, with 42% of all cases of severe envenoming being children. There is at least one recorded case of a small child dying within 15 minutes of a bite from a Sydney funnel web spider. And one dose of antivenom for this spider requires around 70 milkings from the spider. Which is what you would want to do. Milk that on spider. On a Saturday. Yeah, no, milk my spider at least 70 times. Yeah. <clears throat> 69 times is not enough times for a spider milking. We've got one more animal. Blue-ringed octopus. Comprising the genus Hapalocalina, the blue-ringed octopuses. You know, it wouldn't let me correct this to octopi. Is it octopuses? I thought it was octopi. Me too, but apparently octopuses uh, is fine. more correct. I'll, okay. let it, I'll let it go. All right. Are four highly toxic species of octopus that are found in tide pools and coral reefs in the Pacific and Indian Oceans from Japan to Australia. They can be identified by their yellowish skin and characteristic blue and black rings that change color dramatically when the animal is threatened. They eat small animals, including crabs, hermit crabs, shrimp, and other crustaceans. They are recognized as one of the world's most venomous marine animals. Despite their small size, which is 12 to 20 centimeters, and relatively docile nature, they are dangerous to humans if provoked and handled because of their venom, which contains the powerful neurotoxin tetrodotoxin. 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 Yes, thank you. I know that one. Yeah, no, this has been talked about in, like, bones. <laughs> the species tend to have a lifespan of approximately two years. This can vary depending on factors such as nutrition, temperature, and the intensity of light in the habitat. The octopus produces venom containing tetrodotoxin, histamine, tryptamine, octopamine, taurine, acetylcholine, and dopamine. Do you think the See octopamine my, you, was named after octopus? 
I was this? just gonna say it, probably octopamine. <laughs> and dopamine, so you might feel kind of stoked about this. The venom can result in nausea, respiratory arrest, heart failure, severe and sometimes total paralysis, blindness, and can lead to death within minutes if not treated. Death, if it occurs, is usually from suffocation due to paralysis of the diaphragm. So the major neurotoxin component of the blue ring octopus is a compound that was originally known as maculatoxin, but was, was later found to be identical to tetrodotoxin. A neurotoxin also found in pufferfish and in some poison dart frogs. That's where I know it from. Yeah! So tetrodotoxin is 1,200 times more toxic than cyanide. Tetrodotoxin blocks sodium channels, causing motor paralysis and respiratory arrest within minutes of exposure. The tetrodotoxin is produced by bacteria in the salivary glands of the octopus. It's weird that octopi have spit. Yeah. That's fucking strange. What do they need that for? For eating crabs. But they have all this water, and the crab is already soggy. <laughs> I was going to say. But the water doesn't have the same digestive enzymes, I guess. No no catalysts for... Yeah, it's very important that we know why and how octopi eat the crab. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to know. So I also have a brief list of natural disasters relating to Australia. And this is from uh, www.sbs.com.au. My favorite website. Uh, Cyclone Mahina, 1899, struck Cape York in the country's far north, causing the greatest death toll of any natural disaster in Australia's recorded history. More than 400 people died, including the crews of about 100 purling fleet vessels and an estimated 100 local Aboriginal people. Unnamed Cyclone, 1918. They were creative back then. Uh, Yeah, they're just like. What the fuck? They're just like, well, it's just another cyclone. Everybody gets a name. Unnamed Cyclone, 1918, is his name. Mm -hmm. The far north was battered by an unnamed cyclone centered on Innisfail that caused immeasurable damage and killed about 90 people. Records show that 37 people were killed in Innisfail itself, and a further 40 to 60 people, particularly from the Aboriginal community, were killed in the surrounding area. We have an Innisfail. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds familiar. I was like, I knew how to say that word naturally, and it feels close to me it's just a little bit nor- north from here yeah we also have a town called many berries we do i still like to think about that when i'm down there's another one that many I berries just, yeah you there's weird me. towns that i've never heard of, but i don't remember the car stairs um, but it was also ridiculous sounding but many berries was hilarious okay that that's that is a golden ticket is yeah what that is yeah to comedy all right, gundagai floods in 1852 this killed 89 of the southern rural towns 250 inhabitants more people would have died were it not for the heroism of local aboriginal person yari and his friend jackie who saved more than 40 people using a bark canoe sounds kind of badass holy shit so ash wednesday bushfires 1983 some of you might remember these um fires erupted across victoria and south australia states killing 75 people including 12 volunteer firefighters more than 2,000 houses were destroyed in Victoria, and several hundred more in South Australia. You guys have a lot going on. The, mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's unnamed Cyclone 1934. When did they oh, start? Na- oh, they started Apparently naming in the them in 74. Yeah, there's one lower down the list, yeah. So, <laughs> unnamed Cyclone 1934, this tropical cyclone crossed the coast near Cape Tribulation, the Pearling fleet just off the coast was devastated, with many luggers and 75 lives lost. Black Friday bushfires, 1939. Fires broke out in Victoria State, burning almost 2 million hectares, that's 20,000 square kilometers, and killing 71 people. 
Whole townships were destroyed, prompting a landmark inquiry that led to measures being taken to protect life and property in the event of future bushfires. And now's our one named cyclone, Cyclone Tracy, 1974. If you're gonna name something, it might as well be Tracy, I guess. Struck the northern city of Darwin on Christmas Eve, flattening the silly... <laughs> flattening the city. <laughs> that silly, silly city. city. Silly cyclone city. <laughs> flattening the city and killing 74... 64 people and injuring many thousands. You know your numbers. I'm good at speech. <laughs> Me speak English good. More than half of Darwin's population of 43,000 was left homeless. So... Oh, and bonus scary thing, giant flying cockroaches, the end. Oh, yeah. That's in Australia. Ew. Yep. I don't have any info about them, but they're big and they fly. Ugh, that's exactly what we need. Yeah, just to close that off on, like, the most terrific note. Like. For cockroaches to be able to, like, go into your face. Cockroaches that can live through anything anyway. Yeah, and now we just want them to be bigger and also fly fly at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of cockroaches have wings, don't they? Like, a lot actually fly. I just... Don't think a lot of the species here do. Yeah, I've, but yeah, in Australia, there are some that fly. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, gross. Which I don't sucks because like then you're not even like safe anywhere. I know. Because how I get away from them is by jumping really high. Should we take a break? If they can fly, I'm screwed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, let's take do a break. That. All right, be right back, and we're back. Here we go. All right, <laughs> now what do you have for us from Australia? I have the Wanda Beach Mardas. That's no, no. so inaccurate. No. I don't even know what I have that to stop was. trying. No, no, never give up on your dreams. I never give <laughs> Okay. I won't. Thank you. So I'm going to do this whole thing. No, don't. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> give up on that one specific dream. All right, all right. Just, <laughs> just keep trying in your private life, but yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so this is the Wanda Beach murders. Marianne Schmidt moved to Melbourne from West Germany in September 1958 mm-hmm. with her family. So her parents were Helmut and Elizabeth. <laughs> it's uh, a German male name. Helmut. Helmut. For I don't know. 13 Reasons Why fans. <laughs> e- what? Remember that was like a main character's nickname in 13 Reasons Why? No, I feel like I don't pay enough attention to things that well, I'm watching. Well, to be fair, no one should really be paying attention to 13 Reasons Why, so. I fine. liked it, but maybe because I wasn't paying attention. It, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's entertaining if you don't analyze it too much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so there were her parents, Helmut and Elizabeth, <laughs> and then her siblings, Helmut Jr., Hans, Peter, Trixie, and Wolfgang. I love it. And then another child, Norbert, was born a year later. <laughs> Norbert got kind of screwed over. They're else's picking cool all names. the best names. Uh, they settled in Tamora, then moved to Sydney after their father contracted Hodgkin's disease. Oh. And then their father died. Mm. Next door to the family was this girl named Christine Sherrick. Her father died in 1953, and her mom remarried, so she lived with her grandparents named Jim and Jeanette Tegg. Okay. I don't know. There was no reason given why she didn't live with her mom and stepdad. Maybe her stepdad was a piece. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Who knows? So Christine and Marianne became close friends. Mm-hmm. And on January 1st, 1965, Marianne and Christine visited the beach at Cronulla. And then the following day, the children went to the beach again without Christine. Mm. Um, so they were just 
getting used to loving this beach, I guess. Yeah. Is what they're getting I at would here. I would be all into a beach. Yeah. I like beaches. Marianne's mom had been admitted to the hospital <clears throat> for a major operation, and Helmut Jr. and Marianne were in charge of the household. And so on January 19th, or sorry, not 19th, on January 9th, Marianne and Christine asked Marianne's mom, who was in the hospital, or maybe she was just recuperating. Okay. Uh, but this is why their mom, her mom didn't go with, with them, them, right? Yeah, because she was sick. Uh, so they asked her mom if, if they could take the younger children to the beach the next day, but the, it rained and the trip was prevented. Hmm. But then on January 11th, along with four of Marianne's younger siblings, Peter, who is 10, Trixie, who is 9, Wolfgang, who is 8, and Norbert, who is 6, and then Marianne and Christine are 15. Right, so they're all kids, yeah. Yeah. They set off by train for Cronulla Railway Station and arrived about 11 a.m., but the beach was closed due to the weather, so they walked to the south end of the beach for rock shelter, so it was really windy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they just went and found shelter. Wolfgang went to swim, and Marianne went with him to the shallow part away from the rocks, and then they had a picnic. Hmm. And at some point, Christine went off by herself. They're not sure where she went, but it was discovered that she had, later, that she had consumed alcohol and food that was different from what the rest of the kids had eaten. Oh, weird. So she'd probably consumed some alcohol and food while she was away on her own. own. Oh, weird. And uh, Wolfgang, around that time, noticed a teenage boy hunting crabs. And then <laughs> later, yeah. And then later claimed to have seen him two other times with Marianne and Christine, and then again oh. walking alone much later. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, he claimed, and this isn't verified, but that he might have had, uh, the teenage boy might have had a homemade spear gun or a fishing knife or both. He was That's carrying very something. Very different. A spear gun and a fishing knife are very different things. Yeah, this is being related by an eight-year-old, so... Okay, that's fair. Yeah. You know, I'll give Wolfgang a brink. A, a brink. A break on this. Because okay. I can't pronounce words, so I can't I judge him can. for not knowing the difference between a spear gun and a fishing knife. So when Christine returned, uh, they went for a walk into the sand hills behind Wanda Beach, all of them. Okay. And around 1 p.m., the group reached a spot close to the surf club and took shelter behind a sand hill because the younger kids were complaining about the wind. Okay. And so they, uh, Marianne told her siblings that she and Christine would go back to the rocks where they had previously taken shelter to get their stuff and then come back for the kids and go home so they could, like, you know, stay out of the wind and they would just go get their crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're hallowed items. And so the girls continued into the sand hills instead though. And Peter oh. called out and he's like, You're going the wrong way. But the girls just laughed at him and kept walking. <laughs> so they were obviously just planning on ditching the kids for just a little bit and then yeah, coming back. Because they're teens and yeah. the rest of them are younger. Yeah. The kids ended up waiting around four hours until oh. five PM and then went to get their bags and went home on the last train. Right. Uh, and they got home at 8 p.m., and the girls were reported missing by Marianne's grandmother at 8.30. Oh, her grandmother or her mother? Oh, Marianne's mother. Sorry. Okay, yeah. No yeah. worries. See, the other girl lives with her grandmother. Handy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. So the next morning on January 12th, Peter Smith took this guy who's unrelated. Unrelated, Peter. <laughs> Peter okay. Smith took two young nephews for a walk through Wanda Beach, the Wanda Beach Sand Hills. And he discovered a store mannequin buried in the sand. Yeah. He brushed the sand away from Uh, the head and then realized it was a body. 
And at that time, he thought there was only one body, and he ended up calling the police. But when they bo- the police came and the bodies were uncovered, they discovered both girls, Marianne lying on her right side with oh. her left leg bent, and Christine was face down, her head against the sole of Marianne's left foot. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so... Don't ditch your younger siblings. They are sensible. Yeah. So a long drag mark led to that scene. Mm. So it was thought that Christine probably ran away while Marianne was dying, but then got caught, incapacitated, and dragged back to the body of her friend. Christine's skull was fractured by a blow to the back of the head, and she was stabbed multiple times. Marianne's throat had been slashed, and she had been stabbed several times as well. Their clothes were cut, and there were obvious attempts that they had been, that there was attempts to rape them. Ugh. But oh gosh! So they never found the murder weapons. They sis, uh, they sifted through the sand and they did find some items. They did find a bloodstained knife blade, but it couldn't be linked to this murder. Oh, which is weird. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, there was semen on both girls, but their hymens were intact, so which the rape had happen. not been successful. Well, I mean, sometimes you can have sex without destroying the hymen, though. You just have to. Get yeah. through the hole in the middle. For both, though, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like it just wasn't fully attempted, yeah. Yeah, because the semen was on them, not in them. Yeah, so someone just got off to this, yeah. Marianne's brother, Hans, uh, this is later, when he was, like, in his 60s. He looked, when he said when he looked at the pics, like, when he was a kid, he looked at the pics to help identify his yeah. sister. And he said recently, he's like, she, she'd she been stabbed 25 to 30 times. She'd almost been decapitated because her throat had been cut so viciously. Oh. Oh, jeez. The last sighting of the girls was by a local fireman named Dennis Destine walking in, in the area with his son, and he saw the girls just north of the surf club. They were hurrying, and one looked behind her as if they were being followed, but he didn't see anyone else, uh, and the case went cold. Oh, shit. It reopened in 2007, and then in 2012, blood from possible knife uh, from a possible knife white mark was found on the clothing of one of the girls identified as male DNA. Right. But then the DNA testing didn't show anything more. So they figured, you know, obviously they didn't kill bad guy, but not, nothing else. Yeah, they couldn't figure anything else out. Great. Uh, and then there was a weak male DNA sample extracted from the jeans worn by one of the girls. Ugh. In July 2014... Police said the semen sample taken from Marianne's body was lost and cannot be found. What? Yeah. Who lost what? Uh, it just, so yeah, it just, just happens. Got, it got away. It ran ah. away. Um, well, fuck. So this guy named Johnson, mm-hmm. he was a former detective who had investigated this, this case. And in 1975, he was given a painting by this guy named Alan Bassett who was in jail for murdering this girl named Carolyn Orphan in 1966. Yikes. So Johnson thought that the painting scene, mm-hmm. it showed stuff that from the murders that only the killer would know. Like it was like oh, a painting of the of landscape. The oh, okay. As well as clues to other unsolved murders. He thought that the painting showed the blood trails, the broken knife blade, and the body of the victim one of the victims yeah and he ended up writing a book about the case but he was killed in an accident before it could get published mm-hmm. uh. another theory was this guy named christopher wilder yeah uh he was convicted two years prior to the murders of gang rape on a sydney oh. beach and oh my gosh yeah sydney he, 
Yeah. Australia, what's Stop with your that. beaches being scary? Quit it. Yeah, uh, there's <laughs> blue octopi and rapists. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah. So he was a gang rapist. And then he emigrated to the U.S. in 1969 and started serial killing in the early, early 80s. You see, you kind of have to laugh about these things that you don't, like, get sad. Real yeah. sad. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, so he actually murdered eight people and oh, wow. attempted to murder several more people. And then he accidentally killed himself in a struggle with the police in 1984. Uh, good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he accidentally did that, but... I mean, some he, people... I, I mean, I, that is hilarious. That is a very police way of framing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the target killed accidentally himself. killed himself with our guns in our it's, hands. <laughs> I was just shooting for fun, and he jumped in front of it. I think like, I read something about him accidentally thing. shooting himself in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. But it was his gun, apparently, so I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. I guess I could see that happening, actually, yeah, if you're, like, struggling and, like, shooting all over the place and you just, just pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there's this other guy, Derek Percy, who had been in prison since 1969 for the murder of a child on a beach in Victoria. Ugh. He was too dangerous to be released, and he was suspected for a number of other child murders. Uh, but he died in 2013 from cancer, and there was no con- deathbed confession or anything. <sighs> He can be linked to the location of, uh, um, and date of the murders, but nothing else. You know, I, this is a weird perspective to take, but I feel like if you murdered a bunch of people and you know their families are still wondering what happened and you're on your deathbed, you might, you might as, well. as well just tell them. That might be the one but saving grace But I think they kind of get off of on people life. suffering, right? Because they do, so of course. Why would they, they are... bother... Because, you know what, that might be on your deathbed your last saving grace. Especially if, like, you have any shred of, like, religiousness in you, right? Some of these guys don't have any. A lot of them don't. And they don't care about saving grace. Most people don't have consciousness. Yeah, I guess that's true. It just depends on the person, yeah. So there are some possible linked cases. And I just, like, quickly grabbed these. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Two far less well-known murders also occurred during early 1966. And there was this disappearance of the Beaumont children. Oh. Which it refers to, it was in the days following their disappearance. Right. So, and they, they think that at the time, at the time they thought it might be connected to the Wanda Beach killer. Okay. But on Saturday, the 29th of January, 1966, a 56-year-old cleaning lady named Wilhelmina Kruger was killed in the Piccadilly Center on Crown Street in Wollongong. Her bloodied body was discovered around 5.45 a.m. at the foot of the basement level stairs by a butcher who had arrived from work. Having been first assaulted three floors above, probably around 4.30 a.m., she had been brutally dragged down the escalators and stairs. She was then strangled, stabbed, mutilated, and was found naked from the chest down. Oh, wow. Police also found found cigarette burns in her clothing, and blonde hair was found at the scene. In the time prior to the murder, Kruger had become nervous that someone was watching her and had been driven to work by her partner. Similarly, the lights in the car park within the center had shown recent signs of tampering and had been tampered with again on the morning of the murder. Considered one of the most brutal attacks in the history of the state, the case remains unsolved. Police believed that the murder might have been the work of the Wanda Beach killer, but would not say why they thought yeah, that. Yeah, and that is something I would wonder, like... See, that's the thing. A lot of the time, they don't give it away. Yeah, which makes sense yeah, not to. Yeah, because he could be still alive. It might not be any of those dudes. 
Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, you, just, you don't want to risk it, yeah. And then the other case. Around midnight on Wednesday, February 16th, 1966, a 27-year-old shop assistant and prostitute from Bondi named Anna Tuscayoa... Tuscayoa? Tuscayoa. Uh, Dalinqua? Thank you. Maybe? Maybe. I could be wrong. Uh, went missing after leaving a nightclub in King's Cross. Ten days later, at around 5.30 p.m. on February 26th, her semi-naked, strangled, stabbed, and mutilated body was found by a truck driver who had stopped at the side Mm -hmm. of Old Illawarra Road in Menai to change a tire. (laughs) They spelled tire really hilariously. That's how they uh, spell it in England. Really? Yeah. Oh, it just looks like ye old tire. It must be also Australia. Oh my goodness, you guys. Fancy. Uh, most of her clothes and belongings were missing, and drag evidence showed that her body had been moved to a more visible location around three hmm. to four days prior to, to its discovery. That's weird. Police immediately linked her brutal Jack the Ripper-like murder with that of Kruger, and investigators <sighs> from that crime were called in to assist. They believed that the murder might have been the work of the Wanda Beach killer, primarily based on circumstantial evidence and MO similarities. So there's a bunch of stuff the police knows about this that's, like, similar, but they're not telling. Okay. Yeah. Precisely. Well, hopefully they told the families if they thought there was something. Goodness gracious. Maybe they found, like, matching. Maybe the DNA matched. Yeah, they might have found. Well, that would be really conclusive, though. So maybe it was, like, something similar in the mutilation process. Like, something similar in the stab wound. Well, probably, like, attempted rape, but not successful. Yeah, because it sounds like the person just likes the idea of brutalizing someone, and that gets them off, but they don't actually need to do anything else. Um, It's weird that M.O. would be the link, because he didn't even kill the two girls the same way. He slashed one's throat, and the other one he... But if he was a teenager at the time, and that was his first thing, then he might not be... He might not be doing what he's gonna get all excited to do later yeah. on in life like this might if, if this was like the teen that they were talking about which you know i don't assume it is but like it very well could have been it kind of makes sense like then he would be clumsier with it the first time or yeah. like even just from being a kid could be it from didn't seem that clumsy though it just seemed like it was just Weird different ways brutal. yeah so it could be someone like just he wasn't unrelated. careless otherwise he would have been caught more easily. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, sometimes careless murders get away, and sometimes careful murders get caught because of that. Like, it just depends. Yeah. Like, a lot of murders aren't caught. Um, we hear about the ones who are, but we don't know about serial killers out there that haven't been caught. That's just a doesn't scary seem thing. like he hesitated, apparently. Like, Not hesitated, no... just didn't have an MO yet. But apparently, it's quite common for like first time killers to hesitate. Yeah, probably. Be, I don't know. Like, it could be that he could have, like... Maybe he'd been killing He had been killing first. before. He could have mm-hmm. been killing people before, and we just yeah. don't know those cases. Yeah, and we don't know if it was even the teenager, but, like, like the, the teenage boy, but... Yeah. I suspect since he plied them with food and alcohol, maybe, like... Well, he <laughs> didn't. I mean, it seems, didn't. like, reasonable. Christine went off. Oh, Christine went off, got alcohol It and was food. just Christine. Right, and then she came back, and Yeah, they... and they didn't know where she went... What the fuck? At all. That's or at so least weird. like the younger siblings don't know where she went, but Marianne didn't go. Huh. And then I I guess the brother saw Marianne and Christine with him briefly. Right. But then saw him again rando. later alone. And yeah. He, he could have just been so some innocent been guy, some guy some hunting crabs. Yeah, that's right? what I was thinking just now. Yeah. Like, he's probably just a random dude. Yeah. It's hard to say though, but like, oh wow. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I know. Oh, that's a brutal case. Australia. 
Australia. Yeah, we gotta, okay, you know, we actually have talked about Canada before, but we'll have to, we'll have to turn this back on ourselves and be like, Canada is actually a pretty scary place too. We will. Because anywhere we'll where the population is. some sort of crazy Canadian case soon. Yeah, but we not did for the, a little uh, bit. the Highway of Tears. Well, okay. And I, that's a pretty huge blemish. We are doing a case. Yeah, we are. Actually, something one. to look forward to. Not the next episode, but the one after that. We're doing a bunch of Victoria mm-hmm. stories. Not Victoria, Australia. but No, Victoria, Canada. Victoria, Canada. Yeah, because that's where we're going to be. It'll be exciting. Yeah, we're yeah. going on a trip. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to stockpile some episodes so that we can release one still on yeah on our normal date date. and then the one after that when we're away we'll you'll still get an episode but the one that you're gonna get while we're away will be victoria the victoria yeah so get to hear about all the horrible things people in victoria did there's a lot we've been on the ghost walk all the time but we will see the actual stuff we're doing as a surprise yeah no we're yeah Yeah. but it's there's some fun stuff that there's some fun stuff Yeah. yeah well fun after the fact okay fun to fun hear now to hear now yeah not if Probably you not. were involved Wasn't a good time yeah <laughs> yeah that goes without saying though i just i was man i always feel like i have to say it because there's some people out there just like stop being mean to dead people <laughs> and it's just like um i mean i have trouble being nice to alive people i'm kind of blanket nice to people who don't deserve it well they don't give it back to me so they I don't just, deserve it. I don't know if they deserve it. Maybe they're good people. See, that's what I hate. I hate me. looking back and be like, I he, that person did not deserve my niceness. That so does I just happen. try to be mean to everyone all the time, and I never have to have that. Yeah, regret. but then you become that person that they're talking about in the same way. Yes. Like, man, she did not deserve me not being a dick to her. But I feel better. Maybe that's what they're doing. Oh, cycles. <laughs> <laughs> the cycles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Okay. We know this shit though. So, so on so, iTunes. Comment. Comment, comment, comment. Please comment. And rate, Uh, review, subscribe, but also comment. Yeah, no, tell us what we're And you can can tell us we're shit. Yeah, no, you can. I just want to see a comment. Yeah. I mean, if someone sends me like one ask that's like, hmm, podcast bad, I'll be like, thank you. All right. Yeah, no, at least some message. And then we'll be like, we'll try to be better. Yeah. Although that's very unspecific. We won't know how. Yeah, no, that's not very constructive, but like, that's all. That's the only way some people can critique. I think. I'm good with it. I'll take it. They don't any. tell you why something's wrong. They're just like, mm, meh. They're <laughs> just like, I don't like it. Well, why? Yeah. Because eh, I don't. Okay. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> it's going to get better now. <laughs> you sure showed me. <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah. And email us. Yes. Two scared siblings at gmail.com. That's the email. And we're also on Spotify and... We're all over the place. We've been pirated. We just got pirated right on off of iTunes by some pirate sites. So if we you're did, into so that shit... We did, so just go find some pirate go, sites. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy no, me, go hearties. Go Podbean and like, give us ad revenue. But like, no, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> Matey. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. As long as people are listening. So yeah, yeah. enjoy our shit and send us messages. All is right. the message... Of the day. Also, yep. Australia has giant flying cockroaches, and that's pretty scary. That's creepy. Good night Bye. or day. Bye.